Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio, back for another week with an amazing interview. This time, Craig McVoy, all the way from over in the UK. He is the founder and chief experience officer at Beyond Brand, and he's also written a book that's coming out. Uh, You've got to get it. It's called Beyond Brand, Why It's the Experience that causes people to fall in love with your brand. And that's what we're going to talk about today. He believes that falling in love with the brand is the holy grail of customer experience and customer loyalty. He's worked with amazing brands like BMW and Mercedes, just a couple of car automobile manufacturers that kind of get me excited. I like driving around in those cars. So, Craig, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Thanks very much, Shep. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's so excited about your book, but uh, let's get into something real quick, and that is uh, give us the 60-second life story of Craig McVoy. Ooh, so 20, 25 years working with some amazing brands, but actually in, in-house for, the, for those brands um, and helping those guys come up with their customer strategy uh, and understanding how to deliver a better experience um, for, the, for their customers and also for their employees as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then about four years ago, set up my own consultancy um, where we did exactly the same thing, but went out and, and helped a whole heap of, of brands rather than doing it just for one internally. Um, and then Beyond Brand was born around about two years ago now and uh, and kind of came around by accident, but it was the book that that caused the actual, the whole company to, to form. So it's uh, it was uh, quite an interesting Quite an interesting journey. So, now, did you start writing the book two years ago, and now we're getting ready to see it? It, it actually comes out in July, uh, July twenty fourth, two thousand eighteen. So we're uh, that's the official release date. And if you happen to be listening to this episode before that, that doesn't mean you can't buy it soon. It will still ship. And if you're listening to this episode after that date. Well, what are you waiting for? Go get the book. <laughs> By the way, assume it's available on Amazon.com? That's right, yeah. It will will be available on Amazon.com, yeah. Awesome. So, uh, now, two years ago, you start Beyond Brand. Is that because you started writing the book and decided to name your company the same? Or what happened there? The book wasn't written at that point. Is that right? That's right. And um, the book actually happened by accident. It wasn't planned. I, I didn't really have any any desire or, or any um, vision to, to create a book. It wasn't on the agenda. And I was simply at a conference, not even presenting at a conference, just, just an attendee of one of my friend's conferences. And was speaking to many different people, as you do when you visit these, these events, and um, a lady said to me, so what is it you do then? And it's, I don't think, I don't know about you, Shep, but I never find it particularly easy to explain the magic dust that gets formed when we, when we do what we do. Um, but I said to her, well, I help customers fall in love with your brand by creating experiences that make you better and different from your competition. 
I think that sums and, it up pretty uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, she said, you should write a book about that. And I said, hmm, not really thought about that. That wasn't really on my agenda. And, uh, you know, a long story short, she, um, she turned out to be a publishing agent for Routledge. And we started to talk about what that structure may look like. And over the next six weeks, I pulled together a synopsis of what that could look like. And that went to their to their board and was approved for a contract to, to write the book. Um, the real irony, though, is that at that point, I pressed the pause button because the gem that I found when going through that process was that we didn't just go into businesses and help them fix their experience. We didn't just go in there and, and, uh, and figure things out by structuring the book into a, into a synopsis. I actually realized that we got a methodology that we follow. Yeah. Process. Maybe it's a proprietary uh, process. That's right. Uh, You know, a model that was available to, to be used and repeated and demonstrated and able to, prove the results that we'd got in the past actually were because we followed this model so um and and then that changed everything for me because everybody who i know has been working with businesses of of a large corporate entity and these guys invest millions and billions into customer experience each day and um my problem or my challenge was that I saw the methodology we were using as something that could be put into the hands of anyone. Um, you know, you don't have to be a big conglomerate or a big PLC or a, well, that shouldn't stop you from delivering a great experience. Mm-hmm. And then, therefore, I started to refine this methodology and test it against the markets that were smaller than those that my consultancy buddies were all working with. So working with those mid-tier businesses and those larger SMEs or SMBs um, to really understand if we could apply this methodology to all sizes of business. And you can. And, uh, and you can, yeah. And, and that's exactly where the last 18 months were, um, were focused on was making sure that the language was right, making sure that it was able to be applied to these companies and you know lots of test and learn lots of things that weren't right for them because it, it's not a direct correlation to the corporate world but lots of things that once we sort of fine-tuned things have started to work really well and that's where we we got some you know amazing testimonials we got some amazing case studies Right, so and we're going to planning... talk about some of those in just a moment because we're not just going to say there's a book out there and you should get it. We want to give them a little bit of meat. So the first thing I want to ask you is, you know, there's a lot of books out there. Hey, I've written, I'm on my seventh book right now. If you don't include the co-authored books that I wrote, and there are five of those, I have seven, seventh ones coming out later this year, all on customer service, all on customer experience. What makes your book different than others? Well, I would have thought after seven attempts, you'd have got it right, Shep. I'm working fair, on it. You, but, know what, you know um, what I'm realizing? I don't know nearly as much as I thought I did after the first one. There's more. There's more. But you're right. Hey, 
you know, we're we're always learning as well, you know, and and the, the minute that you stop learning is is you know is the minute that you get overtaken by the competition. Mm. Um, but I think I think the major it's a good question because there are now lots of books on customer experience and and why is this any different? And I think the the main difference between this and and the other books is that it, this isn't really trying to to teach the customer experience professionals how to do customer experience in, in, in any great depth. They probably know most of the things that they're looking to achieve now. This is a book that any business leader can pick up and understand the fundamentals, principles that can be applied to a business of any size. So whether you are, you know, 10 people in a, in a small retail outlet well, whether you've got hundreds or thousands of employees across multiple sites, if you use these principles correctly, you can see a distinct difference in the profitability of your brand um, and also the happiness of your customers or audiences because it includes the employees as well. Right. So difference between customer experience and customer service because I get I, – and listening to you, I don't believe you've used the word service yet today but i get the feeling that that's part of the experience and we should talk about it uh and and people that write about this often i ask them what's your definition of experience and different definition of service and how do they differ or how are they similar well i think good service comes from from great people generally they're they're involved in that in that whole supply chain uh, along the way but you can have an experience without any human involvement. So, so great customer experience can be delivered by great people. And it is part of the overall equation and the overall consideration. However, the experience is an end-to-end thought, a feeling that you have when you come across that brand. So every time you touch it, whether that be in a, in a store uh, online, over the phone, you know, we have this omni-channel world that we live in now that stretches across everything from social media to the traditional channels. And the experience is really about how does that feel consistently across all of those different touch points and channels and journeys, rather than it just being about, I get great service when I go into that shop or or when I speak to those people on the phone. Um, it's about the holistic experience for me. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right. So well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to get into some of those methodologies that are in the book. And, again, the book is called Beyond Brand. It is by Craig McVoy, founder and chief experience officer of the consultancy called or named Beyond Brand. So it's all about branding, I guess. Beyond Brand is on everything. So we'll be right back. Amazing Business Radio, don't go away. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information. All you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the shepherd letter form and each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to always be 
amazing. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Craig McBoy about his new book, Beyond Brand. All right, let's get into the book. Why should I buy this book? But don't tell me why because it's great. Tell me why because what's in it that I'm going to learn from it. Give me a sample. Make me want to buy this book. Okay. Well, this this is really a great question that, that you're asking, Shep. And, and actually, it's a question that the marketplace has asked me many times when entering into this SMB world because um, – it's hard enough sometimes explaining to a corporate enterprise. By, by the way, SMB is small and medium business. You use the, the terms SME, SMB. SME, E is enterprise, B is business, small, medium. And you know what? You said it. It's small. It's large. It doesn't matter. These ideas and these, this process that you've created works for, for any size organization. Yeah, I mean, that's right. And And when we talk about, you know, the SMB or in your world or SME in, in the UK, they make up over half of the, uh, of, of the people employed in the world. And, and actually, if you took it by the number of companies in the world, they, they make up about 99.9% of all businesses in the private sector. So, so there's a huge, huge amount of businesses. In fact, 0.1% of all businesses are the corporate uh, enterprise, right? The big ones. So, yeah, the big ones, and those, you know, the, those guys really get it. They understand they need to deliver the experience. They understand it's in their top three priorities. Doesn't mean they're doing it right, but it does mean that they they they've got it on their agenda. Now, when I went out and spoke to the the mid tier and the the larger SMEs, not only did they not know that this was something that they should be dealing with. They didn't, didn't really even know what it was. It's not it's not a terminology that they come across, yeah? So you would say, oh, oh I work in brand experience or I work in customer experience. And they may look at me as if I've just come down from, you know, from a different planet because they got That's 99 problems. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got 99 problems, but you're not one of them. And... um However, that's not entirely the case. When you start to uncover things that that are important to them and you change the methodology, not the methodology, so you change the, the language to, to reflect what the methodology means, then actually you come across and say, you know, you've got the same challenges as everyone else. And what they really, really uh, are looking at in today's market is how do I get more customers and then how do I keep them for longer? And whether you are a small business or a large enterprise, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's the kind of the key. Right. And those, that same you know, that same approach applies to your employees and your staff. You know, how can I get great people in my business and then keep them for longer? And when you start using language of that terminology, people get it. People understand that that's what they're looking for. That's what the experience is. All right, so and you've given me a setup. Can... I'm salivating now. Tell me how to do it. <laughs> Tell me a couple of ways we can make this happen. Well, I mean, I think the, the, the big man, Richard Branson, always said that you can't start to deliver a great customer experience until you deliver a great employee experience. Boom. That's and a big one. You know, that's, 
that's a that's a big place that we start with all of our all of our customers or our clients and all of the people that we speak to about this in that how many people are currently delivering an experience to their employees that is you know either on par or below par but yet they have this expectation that they're going to deliver an amazing experience to the customer right you know what's happening on the inside of a company with employees is felt on the outside. Just the other day, a guy who has an accent very similar to yours, although he's from Australia, you can tell when you get next to each other, you could definitely tell you apart. Uh, he said one of the most reasonably priced marketing strategies is to make sure that your employees are happy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and by um, the way, that's Jason Bradshaw, <laughs> my friend Jay. I should tell you who it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's, it, people can look at this either from, well, it's the kind of culture I want to create just because I want to be a good employer, or even if you even if you don't really believe that, but you just care about your commercials, either way in which you look at things, it stacks up because you know, if you if you have employees who are constantly turning over and leaving and joining different businesses, you've got no continuity. You're losing experience. You're losing great people. You're losing productivity. You're spending money on recruitment. You know, even if you were were not the type of client that we would, you know, would love you to be, and you only cared about the commercials, you'd still be absolutely crazy to avoid the commercial impact of what that can deliver for your business. Right, right. All right, so focus on employees. That's a great one. Give us another. Well, for me, um, we have we have seven principles in the book that we cover, um, and all of those, um, those examples that we work through start initially with the brand purpose. Okay. And what is the reason that that business exists? Why is it on this face of this, earth and and if it fell off the face of the earth tomorrow would anyone care you know um you've got 86 percent of customers say they want to have a meaningful relationship with brands that they use yet those same people 74 percent said they couldn't care less if if they fell off the face of the earth tomorrow and that 74%. is because no emotional connection. And so what you want to do, it sounds like, is you're trying to teach people how to, um, if the 80-some-odd percent want it, you're trying to say, let's give them what they want. Yeah, but let's, let's, let's There's build a, lot a of relationship. Here, yeah. Absolutely. If you don't have a relationship with your customers, as soon as somebody does it quicker, faster, cheaper, they're gone. There's no loyalty or advocacy mm. built unless you've got a two-way relationship, and that involves listening to them and interacting with them, explaining to them what's going on in your business, uh, and showing them how you're progressing, showing how you match their values and how you can deliver better than anyone else in the marketplace what it is that they want from a brand. Right. And, you know, everybody thinks that they are doing it or they are. And, and I've just got a couple of points here. Number one, you said start with the brand purpose. So what you want to know is the why behind what we do. All your employees need to do it. They need to be on board. When, you're, when your customers understand it, you know, for example, a makeup company that doesn't do animal testing is going to attract a crowd. Even if the makeup isn't all that good, it's because of what they stand for. 
and and it's part of what their purpose is all about. So, good lesson there. Uh, and and so we've got two of them now. I I love getting nuggets. That so the principle is start with the brand uh, purpose. And you said there were seven of them. Give us uh, one or two more before yeah. we take our next break. So we kind of covered um, one of them. The second principle for us is is what we call audiences. And the customer is one of those audiences. So the employee is another. And we have a third audience in our principles that's called community. And community is anyone who knows about your brand, but they're not an employee and they're not a customer, but they have an opinion about it. Yeah, so they could be a supplier, they could be a competitor, they could be somebody who just knows about your brand and they talk about it. You know, I'm yep. I'm uh, I'm a big fan of of Aston Martin. I think they're a beautiful brand. Beautiful. I don't cars. own an Aston Martin. Yeah. I don't own one, but um, you know, I would I would have a positive reaction about that brand because for me, it's a great brand. You know, I moved so, into my um, uh, a quick funny story. I moved into my apartment condo building uh, five years ago, and somebody owned an Aston Martin, and I it was beautiful. It was like this pearl white convertible just gorgeous and i looked at the parking space number and i'm you won't believe it zero zero seven double oh seven and i thought i took a picture of it i it's in my favorites in my phone because i say i love the car and i love the irony of it all <laughs> so. and that, that you know that, that same theory applies to it doesn't have you know you don't have to be aston martin you don't have to be apple you don't you know, it's about making sure that when you're talked about as a brand, that people have a positive or at least a neutral perception of what you are and mm-hmm. what you stand for. Right. So, so the, you know, the audiences is our, is our second area that we look at when we've got nailed down that brand purpose. We look at who are the audiences that you're trying to touch with your purpose. Uh-huh. And then our third, our third place that we look then is, What's the approach that you take to touch those audiences? And give me an you example know, of an uh, approach. So, um, you know, do you leave it? Do you leave your customer approach to chance, or is it strategically part of your planning? Do you do you look at your customer journeys? Do you look at your brand journeys? Do you look at the employee journey alongside the the mm, customer journey? Right, yeah? very, very important. And, you know, how many of us have been on a on a call or in a in a, a situation where we've been interacting with an employee of a of a company, and it's not really their fault, but they're they're having to toggle between seven different systems, and they're going through all these different uh, all these different processes that that just makes the experience terrible. Mm. But it's not their fault. So, you know, how planned is that? approach to interacting with your target market your prospects your customers your employees is it planned out or is it just left to chance and people work around doing what they think is the best thing to do right right very good we have time for one more before the break give us uh number four so number four is about is about when you are Using that approach, when you are taking an approach towards your your customers, what are the channels that you're using to do that? Yeah, we talked earlier and said that there's many, many, many different channels now from social media channels. You know, you've got 
Facebook, Twitter, you, you've got uh, LinkedIn. It really depends upon your uh, upon your strategy. Instagram. I mean, how many different versions of of uh, social media have you got on top of your online strategy, your digital strategy, your your face to face, your your omni-channel telephony or, or all of those different channels and touch points but how are they used in a consistent way that feels the same right. whether i'm trying to contact you online or i'm walking into your store you know how, does it feel mm-hmm. like it's your brand and yeah. how does it feel like Makes, makes sense and with the whole concept of channels different channels have different expectations so when you call somebody uh, to, to get help or you call somebody to ask a question or call somebody to buy something they don't expect to be put on hold for 30 minutes uh, they want to do it now and yet you might go on to the uh, website and there could be a chat bot that pops up right away and so you've got to manage your expectations and and create I, I, this is an important piece. You said consistency. That's, uh, I call the, you know, it's like real estate. It's location, location, location is what makes you successful. And business, it's consistency, consistency, consistency. And all the channels, there are different expectations. But at the end, you want the customer to say the same thing at the end of each interaction, regardless of the channel, so that you consistently meet their expectations on their terms based on on how you're connecting. All right, we're going to take a short break. We come back, we're going to wrap this up. We're talking with Craig McVoy, the author of Beyond Brand, why it's the experience that causes people to fall in love with your brand. And that is a great title, and uh, I think that's something we all want. So if you haven't already done it, uh, at least uh, go to Amazon, check it out, buy the book, and we'll be right back. This is Shep Hyken on Amazing Business Radio. Want to amaze your customers, impress the people you work with, and outshine your competition? Going from average to amazing isn't an out-of-reach goal. In fact, amazement is a habit that anyone can master. In my book, Be Amazing or Go Home, I share the secrets behind my mantra, which is to always be amazing. Drawing on the routines of incredible people, I share simple practices that can elevate your game. Once you master those habits, you'll be able to create trust, build stronger relationships, make sales, advance your career, and much more. Be Amazing or Go Home is now available on Amazon.com in ebook and hardcover. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio, talking with Craig McVoy. Craig, uh, you've given us some great insights. Um, one of the, the most important ones I want to go back to, even before you, you hit us with these four principles that are in the book, was to focus on the employees first. And uh, I can't tell you how many times I've quoted Herb Kelleher on how important it is that if you take care of the employees, they take care of the passengers on Southwest Airlines. And if the passengers are happy, they fly again. That makes all the stakeholders and stockholders happy. It starts with employees. You hire good people. You make them happy. They want to come to work. They want to take care of customers. And it's more than just their job. It's something they're fulfilled in. Some great takeaways so far. You know, Start with the brand purpose. Uh, know who your audience is, your customers, your employees, and the community 
community, people that aren't necessarily a customer but will talk about you? And what's the approach you use to reach the audience? And the fourth principle was what channels are you using to connect with the audience? All right, give us one or two more before we end up here. I mean, you've got great content, and if this doesn't entice people to say, I want more, and uh, we'll find out in just a few minutes how they can get more of you, not just your book. But uh, give us another one or two of these nuggets. So um, we've spoken about the the employee being really important, and our fifth principle that we work with is about what is it that you offer as a brand? What is it you offer that's any different to anyone else in the marketplace? And how do you expect to attract the right customers and the best customers and also the best employees if you don't have an offer that's compelling and different to your competition? Right. So, you know, employee experience is, is absolutely paramount. And the best people will go to work for the best brands. And the best brands are the ones that are identifying who the right fit is for those for the, their own brand, who's the right people to work for, for their brand, and what it is they value so that they can offer them an experience that means that they never want to leave. Yeah. Um, and that's the same whether you're a customer or you're an employee. How do you make it feel like this is such a good fit for me, I don't really ever want to go anywhere else? Yeah, I love it. All right, number six. Well, number six is a huge topic, and that's around about um, the topic of what we call advantage, but really it's about understanding how you can use insights in order to drive value to create competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we live in an era now where you can uh, collect that much data about somebody. It's unreal, yeah? So so we have so much, so much data, trillions of gigabytes of data about people, but yet none of that really matters unless you can use it effectively and turn it into insight and value. Right. Right. But if you get that bit right, if you get it right, you can really, really stand out. You can really make a customer feel like you understand them better than anyone else. It takes away the hassle because you, you just know what they want and you make sure that you make it easy for them to get what they need. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's about creating that advantage um, by making sure you're using all of the data and the tools and the and the knowledge that you're gleaming from from the interactions, and then using it in a powerful way to create competitive advantage for you. Yep. And number seven, we're going to get them all in. This is amazing. <laughs> That's why we call it Amazing Business Radio. It's amazing. Uh, indeed, indeed. So um, our final uh, our final frontier, our final principle is that we look at evolution as our final stage. And that means how can you ensure that you are still relevant in 10 years' time as you are now? So, um, you know, how many brands can you pick out of thin air that, that didn't even exist 10 years ago, that didn't even, you know, weren't even uh, a thought process, let alone a market leader? You know, yeah. whether that's... How long's Uber, Uber or Airbnb been around? Exactly, exactly, yeah. You know, and then and then we forget that, you know, the likes of Google or something like 25 years old. You think, Amazon, how can, same thing, how can, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, 
so these are um, these are lessons that that teaches that if you don't keep evolving your proposition, if you don't keep evolving the experience, then someone else will just come along and take that away. Right. So and don't ever become complacent, and don't ever stop cool. looking over your shoulder. I, some people say, "Oh, you don't need to look over your shoulder." You know what? I, I'm looking in that rearview mirror, looking over my shoulder because I know my competitors back there. I just want to make sure they stay a little bit further back than I want them to, or than they, they want to, you know what I mean? So it's yeah, important. Yeah. All right, we have time for the one big thing, the one thing that you want to emphasize that we have already talked about, or maybe there's one final nugget that you'd like to share with our listeners. What would that be, Craig? I would, I would say, um, you know, we've just talked about evolution and disruption is happening disruption is happening all the time in our world technology is advancing the world is is a different place than what it was five years ago and that's not going to slow down in the in any way shape or form but what i would say is the beauty of all of those things that are changing now means that it becomes easier for you to be at the front of your industry sector because no longer is it about how many how many dollars you can throw at something, how much you, you need in order to, to uh, deliver all of the technology that seamlessly was out of your reach before. Now it's about who takes that care and attention so that the, they create an experience that makes them memorable in their own little niche. Right. You don't have, right. to, appeal to, you don't have to appeal to everybody. You shouldn't try. You just have to appeal. Yep. That's right. You only have to appeal to the ones that you really, really want to deliver an experience for. Mm. And, uh, and that's something that's attainable for every brand, no matter how big or small. Awesome. Well, the book is once again called Beyond Brand. Real quick, how can we reach you if we want to learn more about you? So you can, you can uh, get a hold of us by probably by taking a look at our website is the best best place for us we're on social as well but you'll get those links from our website so that's uh www.beyondbrand.co .co c-o is that right that's right awesome that's right. well the book again beyond brand available at amazon.com and other places around the world but hey why not just make it easy and convenient go to amazon get the book craig thanks so much for being on the show no, it's been a wonderful, uh, uh, wonderful interview. So thanks a lot for your time, Shep. I know you're a big fan of the book and you've supported it for us. So thanks awfully for having me on the show. And I look forward to coming to see you. I hope we get to see each other sooner than later. Well, that wraps it up. Another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We've got another episode next week with another amazing guest. So until we meet again, don't forget, always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.